Blog Talk Radio. Listeners in the U.S. and around the world, Happy New Year! I'm Jackie Laura Jones, host of True Forgiveness Teachings here on Blog Talk Radio. You guys, it's Tuesday, January fifth, twenty twenty-one, and I'm wishing you all a happy twenty twenty-one. I have our good friend Bruce Rawls with me today, as always. Those of you know, he's the first Tuesday, or most every first Tuesday of the month, even though I do some little surprise broadcasts here and there, but um, boy, it has been an interesting 2020. I'll talk a little bit about that um, and about good things to come as we reflect into the dream healing of the mind, which of course we know the thought system, Course in Miracles, doesn't have anything to do with behavior in the world, uh, doesn't have a comment on what we do in the world, but it is really about waking us up from our dream that there is a world so often uh, reflected here we see symbols of awakening and I believe that that's what we're going to see this year so without further ado hey Bruce happy new year to you happy new year to you too Jackie and to everyone listening Yay! Gosh, you know what a year we had, and um, it's so funny. I I want to read the description of um, what I wrote about this episode, and then we'll talk about it. And I'll talk about some forgiveness opportunities. And Bruce, you always have great things to share. You know, metaphors, analogies, and fun stories. But I was um, writing in the description that let's have the courage to accept the infinite love that's available to us. Good things are happening as we awaken the mind. And the Course would refer to these good things as inner peace, as Mm -hmm. recognizing we're at cause and not effect, okay? So I'm going to talk just a, a little bit about awakening in the dream and awakening from the dream. I cover this in my forthcoming book but good things are happening as we awaken the mind 2021 can be full of joy and inner peace and then I grabbed this quote that I love from you Bruce from an email that you had put out and you can correct me if I'm wrong from your friend and of of quotes that you thought were um more uh, gave you hope or whatever. And then I added just a couple lines to it. So you guys, this is from the text chapter four, section one, um, sentences four through seven. You dream of a separated ego and believe in a world that rests upon it. This is very real to you. You cannot undo it by not changing your mind about it. If you are willing to renounce the role of guardian of your thought system and open it to me, says Jesus, I will correct it and very gently lead you back to God. So I thought this was a good way to kick off the year as I love this quote too. And I was going back over um, your uh, great posts and emails that you send out, Bruce, and I thought this was just a good way to kick it off as a reminder that we're dreaming this separation. It is very real to us. We don't need to feel guilty about it, but 
if we ask for Jesus, the Holy Spirit's help, and just give our thoughts and open it to Jesus, he can correct our wrong-minded thoughts and bring us back to the right mind where then we have the power to choose. And that's where we can have the courage to accept the atonement and the infinite love that's available to us. And then that is the forgiveness script we will be viewing for the rest of our lives until we fully awaken to the home we never left. Right. Exactly. <laughs> That's a great quote. And, and it's really, again, the willingness like that, that quote starts out with, you know, if we're willing to renounce the role of guarding of our thought system and um, you know, obviously when we try to guard our thought system from perspective of a, a silly, seemingly separate self, <laughs> I love that. As we as we've discovered, huh? Yeah. Exactly. Whereas, turn, it, turn it over to that place in our mind that we uh, kept uh, sacrosanct. You know, before we imagine we stepped into this dream of separation, um, that that awareness basically is waiting patiently for us to be willing to um, hand the reins over to to what works instead of what doesn't work. Um, to, to sanity instead of insanity. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, it's, 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 yeah, it's, it's just a, it's just a, a, a ongoing process to notice when we're not at peace and use that as the impetus and that that as the trigger point to say, ah, I could I could see peace instead of this. <laughs> yes. But but but, it, but first we usually we need to look at today's workbook lesson since we're. Um, having this conversation on January 5th, people who do the, the workbook lessons on a chronological basis. Uh, lesson number five is today's is a great reminder. I, I'm never upset for the reason I think. And that's oh, usually yes. the, one, one of the first reminders is like, Oh, well, if I'm, if I'm annoyed at anything in the world or upset or fearful or, or jealous or angry or depressed or, you know, any, even just mild irritation, the Course says, there's no order of magnitude. And it, and it talks about how we can learn to generalize and see that the least little um, annoyance or irritation is uh, just a you know veil drawn over intense fury. Um, but you know, that's not where we hang out in our minds most of the time. But uh, when we start noticing that they're all the same, every single um, compromise to our peace really has the same effect. So from that perspective, they really all are the same. And I think that's why the profundity of those early workbook lessons is so amazing. I, I'm, I'm going through it again for the umpteenth time <laughs> chronologically. And I, it's and I'm fun to do it. it. It is. It really is. I'm always blown away at, at those first, uh, well, 50 lessons, but really the first few right off the bat give us, you know, such great insights to learn how to generalize and to, you know, radically change uh, how, in the best possible way, how we look at things and really just question our interpretation of everything and, and allow the space, the willingness, like the quote suggests, to, to you know, turn our thought system over to a, a more sane guardian. <laughs> like, the, yeah. like the first one, for example. Nothing it. I see means anything, and I've given everything I see all the meaning it has for me. I don't understand anything that I see. And the thoughts that I'm thinking about those things that don't mean anything, don't mean anything. <laughs> and I'm never upset for the reason I, I think. That's just for the, <laughs> the first five, you know. 
That's right. That this that right off the bat, he just boom, he he hits us with these big lessons. And as we progress in undoing conflict in the mind and and really starting to default to the Holy Spirit right mind more often, um, we read the lessons differently. Like you were saying, I'm doing it again for the umpteen. Well, it's a deeper level of awareness, right? <laughs> when you go in, even yeah. though you. You've known the basics, of course, but I mean, you know, we go back in some of these early lessons, you're reading a sentence or two and you're like, wow, he said this way back then. That wasn't what I was thinking of, you know, a million years ago when I read this for the first time. <laughs> it was so funny. Right, oh my gosh, Bruce. Right. Speaking of that, I have a funny story. Um, um, over kind of November and December, uh, Mark and I, we were doing a little redecorating. We took this as an opportunity to, you know, just um, get, get a few new things in the house. And I rarely order anything that's not already assembled or the, the furniture store delivers it. Or if it's from online, you pay the service to have them set it up. It's just easier these days. But I ordered this <laughs> accent table. And when it came, I was shocked to find out how much it, there was to put together, right? Because I usually order things that are just mainly assembled and it, or it comes from the furniture store. It's already assembled, whatever. It's anyway. So, of course, this all goes to Mark because I defer to him to assemble it. So he has stuff all over the floor and I like our breakfast nook area and my sister had come over and she's, she's like, Oh my God, she's looking at all these screws and bolts and everything. (laughs) And so it, after about three hours I come in and Mark's like, I've given this accent table all the meaning that it has. Because he was quoting that lesson. Like, yeah, remember God, I don't know what anything is. I've given this all the meaning that it has. And we were just laughing so hard because I was like, oh, my God, look at, you know, that's an example, you guys, of just, you know, you're keeping everything light. Like we have these things that go on in the world. And I know that doesn't seem like a, a big hardship. But the point is, and what you were talking about, Bruce, about generalizing, just, you know, you start to realize that everything, no matter what the levels of difficulty that the ego creates here, everything is the illusion, the illusion is the illusion is the illusion. And so when your mind is trained to look at that, that at it that way, you know, you can kind of be lighthearted and be like, you know, what? given this all the meaning. That it has. And it was just, it was just funny because we were recognizing, well, there is no accent table because there is no Jackie and Mark. There is no world. And we're in the mind dreaming this, you know, you walk it back and everything. And it's just anyway, so it was funny. So we had our little mishap with that but I you just reminded me when you're talking about the early lessons you know that's that's a great story yeah I, I first for a moment there I thought you were going to say you know, to Mark uh, you know when you saw all the parts so I had no idea it was going to be this difficult oh, hilarious <laughs> <laughs> no Ikea <laughs> that is so funny oh my gosh Ikea that's right oh gosh <laughs> I've been there for years Yes, getting a lot. That is. That is. I haven't set foot in one of those places, but but I I know of them. I haven't either, but I know of them. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) I know. There's one in Burbank over here. People always joke. Yeah, yeah. you put everything together or something like that. Yeah. (laughs) 
Well, I, I, th- love I think it. That's, that's actually a good metaphor for you know we we try to assemble a world out of you know mismatched parts and things that yeah. that are challenging <laughs> to put together that that you know they they really never were apart in truth but because right. our minds are so powerful we're, we believe that we're able to make little pieces of things you know the Humpty Dumpty phenomena and you know hum- Humpty Dumpty never left the wall but but we're convinced right. that you know we had a great fall and and right. we're one of the pieces you know and and so when we have conscious or not so not so you know subtle or not so subtle conscious or not so conscious uh, you know grudges and 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 um, you know, misgivings about all the rest of the pieces, and and that's and that's again our, our forgiveness classroom, isn't it? To to look at all the pieces spread out over the planet of all the things that that you know one day they they delight us and the next day they betray us and and it's like you yeah. know well okay why 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 do I keep doing this number on myself with all I try to reassemble you know, the dream and all these different permutations and try to make this thing function. And yeah, it's just like, a, it uh, it's, it's like a, a kit that you, you have pieces that are missing and a few extra pieces that don't belong to it whatsoever. And, and, but we keep trying to make it all fit, but it, it, <laughs> it never, exactly. the dream never is going to work exactly the it, way we want it to. It, and that's it, it can't, yeah. it's yeah. well, very good. You know, it is by design. I mean, I, I think of it like this and, you know, I, we, on this broadcast, we always talk about our experiences and also the practical application of the course. And I wanted to share something that is very helpful to me that I got from Ken at some point and could never say it as succinctly and brilliantly as he says it, but I'll, I'll, I'll give it my best shot, but it's the, um, uh, Ken Wapnick I'm talking about for um, I know there's always sometimes I'm, I'm forgetting there's always new listeners to the podcast welcome so Ken Wapnick is our, our prolific uh, teacher of the course I'll, we're going to mention him in a in a moment but um, he this is always so helpful to me that um, if you're if the course talks about the projection right that that we're we're dreaming mm-hmm. here so think of yourself as the projector you guys okay so we're 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 we feel so guilty that we seemingly separated from God that we have to project out that guilt, right? So mm-hmm. what that means is we project the guilt from my film that I'm have in my mind of separation onto a screen and I people all my world that I see so that I can see my own guilt in the mind that I don't want to face in Mm -hmm. everyone and everything else outside, right? So the reason that we do that is when we're in the ego thought system, the ego is telling us this is how you feel better. This is how you get rid of your guilt. This is how you project your specialness. So this is why Jesus says, if you release your thought system, guardian of your thought system to me, I'll help you by reminding you, you are a mind. Your identity in the illusion is a dreaming mind. But we need all those people, our brothers and sisters, because without seeing the guilt in them, we can't see it in ourselves. And so that's why it's so important. And this is the heart of forgiveness, which is the heart of the course, which is, 
you know, so this is what is helpful to me that I want to share with you guys is I often remember, which wonderfully goes along with Bruce. You just mentioned the lesson for today, which I forgot this was the fifth, which is I'm never upset for the reason I think. This is why we're not upset for the reason we think, because we have projected our uncomfortableness, our thought of sin, guilt, and fear that we've, we've chosen in the mind out onto the screen. And so we're, we think we're upset because something took too long to put together, or we think we're upset because of COVID, or we think we're upset because of all because of the economy or um, elections or whatever we're doing, everything that's going on. Now, it's okay that we, you know, register our opinions and everything in the world. But at the end of the day, this thought system is really helpful in saying, you know what, it's part of your projection and you can be at peace if you remember that you've peopled your world with these circumstances so that you never have to heal what really needs to be healed, which is that thought of separation. And so that's why we're never upset for the reason that we think, you know, it's just very powerful. So can I always remember that whenever I get like irritated or for me, it's not so much that I get irritated. It's so it's sometimes I want to, maybe tell someone something or explain it because I think it'll make their life better, right? Well, there's always an I involved there, the Jackie who thinks that she knows, you know. Now, there's certainly nothing wrong with helping people. I am in the helping profession. But what I mean is if I get invested in it, if I start making it too real, that's when I have to step back and go, oh, wait a minute here. (laughs) Wait a second. Let's let the Holy Spirit in and then I will be guided as, what to say, not say, do, not do, which always is changing the mind first. And behavior is just the effect, you know. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, 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 getting attached to outcomes, I think, is, is a, a hugely helpful uh, thing to pay attention to. And notice when um, a preference uh, goes down the slippery slope of being, a, uh, you know, a cause for upset. And if, if if we're if it's just a preference and that's all it is, then if things happen the way you prefer, that's great. And if they don't, that's fine too. Um, but if, as soon as it becomes a my piece is appendage to this and attached to this outcome, that's that's usually the the clue. But we usually don't make those connections. We usually just you know just right. say, well, it's because of this thing that happened and I had no part in it. I we don't want to admit our complicity in the setup. And, and I think some months ago we were talking about, uh, you know, the wizard of Oz metaphor of Toto drawing back the curtain, exposing the setup <laughs> that leads to the upset, you know, the upset That's right. being Dorothy and her companions trembling at the, at, at the, uh, at the side of this enormous, uh, horrific figure with the thundering voice at the end of the great hall and, and frightening <laughs> them, you know, this is, this is the wizard they thought was the wizard, you know, this didn't turn, didn't turn out to be as friendly as they thought, you know, and when they first walk in the hall and, you know, the knees right. are knocking, they're trembling. But, but that, that's the upset. But then, then we realize, well, the setup is, is just this thing behind the curtain. And it's, it's, it's a whole lot of nothing. Once Toto pulls back the curtain, we see just this little guy playing with levers and knobs and, and special effects and, and, you know, right. And and, and we're, if we're at the effect of specialness, 
then then we're not seeing the cause of of um, the sameness. And I think that's why you know our beloved teacher Ken Wapnick, uh, you know, brightly so emphasized in several of his talks. You know, make the quote from the course of you know, make this year different by making it all the same. You know, in reference to a New Year's resolution, if you're going to have one, was see the sameness in in the Holy Spirit's curriculum, which is always um, everything is either a, a call for love or an expression of love. So therefore, it's deserving of the, the same loving kindness. And and then from the ego's perspective, you know, the the, the its corollary is is everything is. Uh, worthy of attack <laughs> yeah. you know because right. there's there's nothing there's nothing really that uh maintains any any sense of peace in the ego's thought system and so everything is is basically an attack and uh once we see that that's an enormous setup um we can then really undo the cause of the upset of, of the upset because then then having disinvested in in the cause we're able to say well i can choose peace instead of this you know i i can choose the the, the uh, teacher of peace and like you were pointing out earlier jackie in this, this conversation you know we need all the specifics to see how we've made the setup and to get back to that place in our mind where we can choose which of course miracles called the decision maker and actually i think this term again the ken wapnick uh, you know uh, has made Available to the, the greater course community is, is a really helpful concept. And I, I like to think of it as sort of a pivotal uh, point in the mind where we choose between the sanity of the Holy Spirit that sees everyone is the same. We all have the same three three part mind, which is you know insanity of the ego, the sanity of the Holy Spirit, and then that decision making faculty. And so, if we're all the same, then we all deserve that same amount of compassion. Which is an infinite amount, <laughs> and, right? And so that, same, that sameness basically levels the playing field, and, and then there's, there's we don't need to play the ego's game of divisiveness and and, and um, pettiness and and so forth. You know, a little a few weeks ago, uh, I was in a, a class in the School for Course Miracles, and uh, we were reading about the, the petty scope of the ego, and, and somehow <laughs> I reminded me of the word per- periscope. Um, and I was thinking, well, the ego's um, periscope is kind of like we, we, our mind really is outside the dream. It's outside right. the dream of space and time. And what we really are is one being dreaming that we're all these separate parts. Right. Uh, that's, I mean, that's the profound metaphysics of the course. But the ego's pettiscope is kind of like an inverted periscope that's kind of looking down into the dream and seeing all these little separate things. And making big deals out of the things that seem to be close and then the things that seem to be far away. And, and of course, this last year, we've got that exacerbated by social distancing and isolation. And, and uh, so now, you know, physically, there's, there's more, seemingly more distance. But, but the space and the time are all part of the dream that we made up. So right. we, can, we can afford to see the sameness in the essence that we all share, which is really innocent. We're all incredibly completely inexorably innocent <laughs> and that's right I think that's what we're drawn to. i think that's why why people uh, you know when they discover the course they might be first at first put off by the language it seems you know either you know too religious or too gender specific or or too shakespearean or whatever but then, then they, when they really read what it says it's like oh my gosh this is this is profound 
And and that right. willingness to go past the form to the content pays enormous dividends when you realize that what it's really saying is that we all have the opportunity to see that sameness and to um, have an unchanging, unchangeable, and unchanged peace that persists uh, with practice. Well said, and I loved your examples, absolutely. And, you know, when we talk about willingness always, willingness in the course is, is wanting, making a decision for the Holy Spirit yep. as your teacher instead of the ego. That's the willingness. It's the willingness, again, like our quote says here that, that I, I got from one of Bruce's um, emails was, you know, if you're willing to renounce the role of guardian, of your thought system and open it to me, I will correct it very gently and lead you back to God. Well, what is this correction? The means of that is, is through forgiveness. And it's this mm-hmm. radical forgiveness that the Course um, teaches, which is seeing that everyone's innocent, as you said, Bruce, which nothing has really happened because this is all really happening in a dream. And, you know, there's a... Um, um, a, a thought out there in the new age movement, you know, that we believe we're, that we're born innocent with a clean slate, <laughs> but the course teaches something different. And um, that concept may be very helpful. There's certainly no, no judgment about that merely to point out um, the differences in what the course is teaching. The course is teaching that we're born with the ego intact because the body is a projection of the thought of separation, which the Course is saying couldn't even have occurred. So um, we are, according to the Course, we're not uh, born with a clean slate, although the ego, that's the ego's script in the world that has us believe the ego's words that we're born innocent, right? Because the ego has to convince us that we're actually born, even though the Course says there's no life outside of heaven. So then the ego's equally false um, <laughs> idea that because then we can die, right? So here's the ego's world of an illusion, which completely is um, d- doesn't go along with the Holy Spirit's at all, which is eternal life is only in heaven. And so you never die because there's eternity, but the ego has to mimic or tries to mimic (laughs) life. And so we're supposedly born into a world and then we die. You know, we slowly get old and then we die. So once you think of it, um, this is again for the new listeners not to point out the experience that we're having. But the Course is teaching we will eventually Uh, through forgiveness, wake up and start realizing and siding with the part of our mind that slowly undoes its belief in that idea. And sometimes, you guys, that appears symbolically in the dream of just waking up and, and realizing that people aren't the only thing here. Like within the dream, there's, you know, ETs and um, many galaxies and universes and multiple scripts and maybe this is the symbolic of the mind awakening right like you're these are steps that we take and often um the one mind awakening is reflected of our seeming we small separated selves as bruce says uh, of those selves um awakening maybe our our 
mystical abilities are becoming more prominent. Maybe we are following intuition more. Maybe we're not as attached to things as we used to be. Maybe we're learning that we're not the only ones here. These can all be just reflections of steps. It isn't what the course is, is focusing on, but I kind of wanted to point that out, which I, I write, a, I touch on it a little bit in my second book because we have a awakening in the dream. And then the course is teaching something entirely different, which is awakening from the dream. <laughs> but of mm -hmm. course, in the ego, yeah. it's, it's just a huge difference. It's just apples and oranges. However, I do have a lot of clients. Um, I have a lot of clients that are course clients, of course, but I have a lot of clients that don't know anything about the course system, but they are awakening in their own way. They're recognizing the power of the mind. They're recognizing that they're in charge of their thoughts, right? These are steps. Usually with all my clients, I can talk about the ego or the Holy Spirit or the right mind and the wrong mind. And people get that <laughs> because they'll say, yeah, if I change my thoughts, you know, I seem to feel better if I, if I don't wallow in victimhood, right? So people are in different levels of their awakening. Um, and those of us that are course students, I always know in my mind that I'm not separate from my clients and <laughs> we're all helping each other. And the way I am with them, I'm either in the ego or the Holy Spirit mind. And I'm in the Holy Spirit mind because I'm able to step back without the ego, see them for who they really are. And then the information that comes through is helpful to them because it's not coming from me, Jackie, the body. So I hope that makes sense with everyone. So you don't have to be a, a therapist to do that when you're walking around in your everyday life. I think as we mentioned earlier, maybe Bruce, you're just becoming more aware. You're, you become the observer and you take that into everything that you do because you're really the one viewing the projection. And once mm -hmm. we are in touch with that mind outside the dream, Whatever role we're in, whatever career we're in, we can listen to our right-minded teacher and we will experience inner peace no matter what we're viewing on the screen, right? Yeah, and, and, and we're really bringing the peace that's always been in our minds to um, the, the alleged others <laughs> in our world right. That, right. That, that really are in our mind too, ultimately, but, right. but because... We need to heal that division. Uh, it, it it typically takes the form of, of reconciling the relationships that we have, and it really doesn't matter. If, um, and it sounds kind of almost heretical to say it, but it really doesn't matter whether or not anyone seems to accept um, our uh, appreciation and forgiveness and and uh, uh, you know the unconditional acceptance we have of what we really are with the you know the un tarnished innocence that we all are and have um it's really just our decision in the mind that, that does it and um it, 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 one of the radical ideas in the course that i think is really helpful on a practical level is that we don't have to you know wait for everyone else to get it because in a sense uh i'm the only one that needs to wake up <laughs> There you <laughs> which, go, which bingo. Really fits, fits, which, fits, which really fits in with today's workbook lesson. I'm, I'm never upset with the reason I think because if I think it's some about what somebody else is doing or not doing, or some group of people are doing or not doing, or, or you know, an ele election in the east side of the country today, or or the 
uh, economics uh, in some other part of the world or, or the propagation of a virus in you know, various parts of the world or you know, any, any, any number of things that could be things that are uppermost in people's thoughts at any given moment, and those vary from day to day and moment to moment and year to year, um, then we're forgetting that we can bring to our minds a thought system that uh, is, is healing in that it doesn't um, demand guilt of anyone, including ourselves. So, I, so I'm, I'm, I'm kind of looking at this year differently by seeing it all the same in, in the way of I, I'm thinking, oh, I can bring peace to 2021 rather than waiting for it to bring it to me. Um, nice, and, but, nicely but it's, said. It's not, it's, it's not me that's bringing it. It's really the Holy Spirit. It's my, it's that part of my mind when I allow that awareness to flow through that decision-making, you know, portal, so to speak. Um, then, then it can, then I can be like anyone else channel because you know, like Ken Wapnick says, we're we're all channeling all the time. You know, when you say "pass right. salt," you're channeling. You know, one of two thought systems. Really, the con- that's right. The content is is really just one of those two things. Whereas the form can be countless things. I mean, you know, the variations of, of how we express um, the kindness or the lack thereof, you know, our, our legion kind of thing. There's so many different ways we can express uh, one of two basic thoughts. Absolutely. And we're all channeling all the time. It's a great point. It's what, what are you channeling? Are you channeling the ego or are you channeling the Holy spirit? That's, that's what it comes down to. Um, Hey Bruce, I wanted to just uh, real quick mention this. So I don't forget to do it at the end. Um, Uh And I know, you know, this already, I'm just mentioning um, our, the foundation for inner peace, which I had heard this um, from Judy, uh, earlier, but put out um, honoring our brother Jerry Jampolsky because um, yeah. our brother Jerry, de- near and dear to people in the course community and and outside the course community, uh, passed away on <clears throat> December 29th. And I just uh-huh. wanted to read just the first paragraph, and people can go to the Foundation for Inner Peace uh, website, which. Bruce, you and everyone that worked on that did such a beautiful job. Um, But here's what they posted. Um, Our dearest brother, Jerry, completed his transition in the grace with which he lived. He was nearing his 96th birthday. We honor his role with the Foundation for Inner Peace from the very beginning of its birth into printed form. Jerry, who often called himself, quote, the fifth wheel, referring humorously and with humility to his relationship with Judith Scutch Whitson, doctors Helen Shuckman, William Thetford, and Kenneth Wapnick, was anything but that. Jerry was an integral member of the early group, both as a student and a public communicator of the principles in A Course in Miracles. His numerous books introduced the course to countless would-be students. As founder of the Center for Attitudinal Healing, he spread the awareness of the course worldwide. And then people can mm-hmm. read the rest. But just saying, you know, we love you, Jerry. And uh, yeah, we know yeah, where he, he really is and where we all uh, really are. But it's, you know, important to honor these um uh, our brothers and sisters in Christ, right? And they make their mm-hmm. transition. So, ah, yeah. Thank, thank, thank you for honoring that. And, and I was just reflecting about about a year ago. He was scheduled 
to do a live conversation after uh, as part of a, a pre-recorded uh, overall uh, uh, you know p- package of, of a, a webinar for the Foundation for Interface. And okay. because of he wasn't well, he he wasn't able to attend. But I I had the uh, the pleasure of talking with him just briefly while we were doing a little rehearsal for that. So. So even though he wasn't actually able to attend the, the live one, I did get to chat with him just for a few minutes. And, and that the calm and, and the, the gentleness and the peace that, that you you know you were just describing, uh, and and the, the, the profound impact really uh, you know came across very clear in that just brief very brief conversation I had with him. The one one moment actually, although I have to say uh, you know he and Marion Williamson were my first introductions of the course back in the mid '80s. And, um, right. uh, you know, and then that era, give or take a few years either way, uh, and, you know, love is letting go of fear. I remember, you know, coming across that book when I was just really kind of getting revved up in metaphysical study and, and uh, self-introspection, you know, back Isn't in that, that era. And it, it, yep. It's a profound, profound influence. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, but it, it is an attitudinal healing. And that's, that's, I think, a, a wonderful, um, you know, the work that he's done over, over many years is really about just looking at the attitudes in our mind, and and it really boils down to one of two attitudes, doesn't it? It's, it's either of inclusion and shared interest and forgiveness and seeing that nothing happened in a, in a dream that could affect our real being. Or That's right. fighting against that <laughs> and, and right. trying, to wonder, trying to figure out why, why we're not peaceful when we, when we do make that fight. Yes, why aren't we at peace, you know, um, especially with, you know, coronavirus and elections and everything. We just, you know, it's everything that, that seems so big and it, and, it, and it certainly is. And, you know, we're always, you know, we're recognizing people that have, have, you know, issues with COVID and everything. This is not ever to make, uh, belittle anybody's experiences. It's merely putting oh, them in the context of A Course yeah. in Miracles. And I, I say that a lot on this because, again, we do have new listeners or people that ran because it's out on Spotify. The podcast is out on so many different things. Every once in a while, I'll just insert, you know, the reminder that, of you know, kind of about this thought system. Um, and, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it's so powerful because you look at everything and anything with an illusion is an illusion is an illusion. And, you know, the Course is really asking. I think it's even in this chapter chapter four the illusions of the ego i would have to find it about jesus says who is the you that that's in this world and the you he's referring to is the decision making mind who's really not in the world but dreaming the world who's the you that believes it's here and you know it becomes really empowering in your inner experience when you eventually start defaulting to choosing the Holy Spirit as, as your teacher, it, it is the miracle. A Course in Miracles, is a, it is a miracle to remember that you're the dreamer of the dream of this dream and not the figure in it. It's, it, it's something wonderful to experience the inner peace that goes with that um, realization. You know, um, the ego's goal, as Jesus teaches us in the Course, is to keep us away from the mind. Because who, mm-hmm. when they really recognize that they have a choice, would continually choose conflict over peace? So one of the goals of this spiritual masterpiece is to help us recognize who the you is that's living in exactly. this world by reminding us we're a mind, 
this mind has a power of choice. When we start to recognize there's more than this little fragile body, we start to observe our lives from above the battleground, we can begin to restore our mind to its power to choose the atonement instead of separation, to choose the miracle instead of a grievance, to choose forgiveness instead of judgment and blame. This is a, this is a process. And guys, if you just start doing it and, you know, there's many, many, many hundreds of people that, that listen to this that have already been doing it. Whenever you get discouraged, just remember that when you're choosing it, you know, this thought system strengthens when it's shared. And when you're choosing that for yourself, you're choosing it for the whole sonship because you're one with it. Exactly. You know, I did, I did find that quote of uh, who is the you who are living in this world. Oh, good. It's in four, right? That paragraph. It's, it's in, in chapter, chapter four, four. section okay. two, paragraph oh, 11. section two, um, okay. Yep, yeah, yeah. it, it begins, it cannot be emphasized too often that correcting perception is merely a temporary expedient. Well, that's what the course's approach is, is basically to get take us beyond perception altogether, right? Which, which right. is, a, you know, a slow process, and we need to be really patient and gentle with ourselves, because perception is really the... That the 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 realm of the ego, unless it's a true perception, which is is seeing with the Holy Spirit's vision. But 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 for the, right. for the most part, we just be really patient. So it goes on. It says it is necessary only because misperception is a block to knowledge, while accurate perception is a stepping stone toward it. The whole value of right perception lies in the inevitable realization that all perception is unnecessary. This removes the block entirely. Well, that's the the top of the ladder is can. Would Wapnick would put it, it's the, you know, the end of the curriculum. So don't get upset if you don't think you're anywhere near that, because, because you know, <laughs> most likely, if you're, if you're, you know, <laughs> if you're listening to this, we've we've got you know a lot of runs left to go. So we need to be really patient with ourselves. So that's right. Uh, you may ask how this is possible as long as you appear to be living in this world. That is a reasonable question. You must be careful, however, that you really understand it. And here's here's where. Again, like those early workbook lessons, just go straight to the heart of the, the profound metaphysics of the course. Who is the, quote, you, unquote, who are living in this world? Yes. Spirit is immortal, and immortality is a constant state. It is as true now as it ever was or will ever be because it implies no change at all. It is not a continuum, nor is it understood by being compared to an opposite. Knowledge never involves comparisons. That is its main difference from everything else the mind can grasp. So, so throughout the course, um, Jesus, aka Holy Spirit, uh, aka the the, the uh, inner kindness teacher, <laughs> the author of the <laughs> curriculum in our mind, gives us little little um, vignettes or little little snapshots of inspiration, little little visions that give us the impetus to continue on. Uh, toward a peace that's unshakable by yes. by knowing that there is a knowledge in our mind there's an awareness there's a there's an innocence there's an inclusiveness there's a peace that we never left that it contains and embraces and envelops everyone and everything and doesn't have an opposite because all inclusive perfect non-dual oneness has no opposite and that's I think I mean it sounds like a really a, an unfathomably <laughs> challenging abstract concept, but that's really what we all want. We want the peace that we couldn't possibly put into words, but we know right. we're drawn to on some level. Yeah. 
beautifully said, and thank you for finding that. <laughs> beautifully said, thank you for finding that. I knew it was in Chapter 4 somewhere, um, <clears throat> so Section 2. And, you know, people often ask, you know, uh, we're not asked to go from A to Z, folks. As Bruce was saying, you know, we're we're climbing this let this you know metaphorical ladder or whatever. This we're climbing this ladder to get to the awareness where you you uh, you know where people like the symbol of of Jesus was and everything. He's a reflection in the dream for us to follow until we realize that we are him. Everything is one. There's just one mind, and the you who you think you are, the Jesus who you think he is merges into that there are no bodies, you know? So we, as we climb to the top of the ladder, but I, I wanted to mention something about people always say, no matter what, (laughs) I know you, you um, encounter this probably too, Bruce, and it's an excellent question and it'll continue to be asked. Okay. So what do I do here? Like knowing this, right? So what do I do? It's always, so here's, here's what I wanted to offer. And then I'll just offer a few things and, and let you close out with what you want to say, Bruce. Um, even though I'm going to come back into the world with the scene of, of what's going on now in the world, talking about the level of form. Okay. Uh Um, a lot of people that I, have a lot of clients. I have clients on the whole spectrum. I have clients that know the world's an illusion. I have clients that don't. I work with everybody where they are, right? So um, even though I intuit that things are going to get better on the level of form, we are coming into a, a, a more of a peace time within a difficult process that's still going on. So bear with me. Uh, I'm not uh-huh. um, uh, under any illusions that people are observing you know, that there's a lot of distress and separation. Uh, There is, and the ego would have it no other way. Um, Mm -hmm. But I share that for people because it's helpful when people are in a state of panic or indecision. Um, I'm always aware of the larger context that this is all a dream, but we have, things are cyclical in the dream. So we go through wartime and then we go through peacetime. We go through wartime, we go through peacetime. Now it's always wartime, meaning because, the world is a world of separation, which was made uh, from the thought of separation, sin, guilt, fear, attack. Okay. But within the dream, we do go through the seemingly pseudo <laughs> uh, peace times. It isn't what the course is focusing on how, at all. But however, I think it's important to uh, put out there that um, there will be forgiveness opportunities as there always are um, coming up, but to remember if you can to keep your eye on the ball, which is that you are dreaming this dream and you have a choice of which lens to see it through, right? So um, what it means to be normal in the dream, because we hear that a lot is Ken talks about that a lot, but it's, what it means is that we're doing the normal, all the things that bodies do. But when you're in your right mind, guys, you don't have the anxiety, guilt, fear, depression accompanying the ego's script of what the body's doing. So being normal isn't emphasizing behavior so much as it's meant to point out that you're going to be viewing your script here, but with right-minded perception, the more you choose forgiveness instead of the egos, 
which means there won't be the accompanying <laughs> guilt, depression, anger, anxiety that's in the ego's version of the same script. So I, I cover this in my, my forthcoming book. I, I just wanted to make that point because um, there is a lot of confusion always about the course because people are still making a system of behavior out of the teachings when it's really only about <laughs> going back to the mind. It's really a mind training because mind is, is all there is, but it's the ego is so ingenious, Bruce, that, you know, we want to bring everything into the world and make a system of behavior out of it. Um, but we will do the normal things here. We're not like, Oh, I'm a course student. So I'm not drinking water or, Oh, I'm a course student. So I'm not, you know, going to treat cancer if I need to treat it. See, I think that's where the confusion comes in. And what we want to do if we are diagnosed with, with news or if we have things that we are watching on our screen, we want to just ask the Holy Spirit to be with us in our thoughts. That's the only thing mm -hmm. we have to do is start off with that. And then whatever happens, whatever thoughts we get, we may get inspired to do a certain treatment or whatever. But when we're in the right mind, you guys, what we lose, the only thing we lose as we're climbing up the ladder is anxiety, depression, guilt, the feeling of victimhood. That, that's what we lose. And, and we want those things to go away while we're dreaming here in the world. We want to become more peaceful because peaceful is um, the nature of the kingdom and conflicted minds can't enter, you know. So I don't know. I felt just kind of inspired to make a couple of those points because it is a little bit more difficult to uh, keep our eyes on forgiveness and healing when there's seemingly so many things going on, you know, that, that are so divisive, but remember that the ego creates levels really an illusion is an illusion is an illusion. And once you start to get really good about just forgiving the little things that come up, it makes it easier to forgive the quote, you know, big things that come up until you, you're climbing the ladder and you recognize that they're really all the same. They're not the same in form, but they're the same in content, which means the mind is projecting all these things out and they're all from the same problem and they all have the same answer, which is choosing a different teacher, which then you see everything through Christ's vision and your inner experience will change regardless of what you're still seeing on the screen and that's the practice of the course it is it is yeah it is, it's using yeah. every every little um, um crazy thing crazy that, that thing seems that to be, be uh, a threat to our peace of mind as a way to get back to the decision maker and, and ask for help with our inner kindness teacher absolutely uh, ask AKA for help <laughs> and just say help 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 because you know help me see this yeah, yeah, because during a typical day, if we're honest with ourselves, we have thousands, if not millions, of, of little thoughts that flip through that, that say, you know, essentially, uh, you're not at peace here, uh, and and <laughs> the world is out to get you. And it's, 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 I, I was thinking about, about uh, you know, uh, places where we, where we were reading it. Um, this is in um, – also in chapter four of the previous section, uh, section one, the ego has built a shabby and unsheltering home for you because it cannot build otherwise. Do not try to make this impoverished house stand. And and that's that's what we do. Uh, Beautiful we, we quote. Base, base our peace on 
an ego thought system that the best it can do. I, I was also thinking about the the term the zero sum game. Are you familiar with that? Where it's basically oh, yes. you know the the very best you can do in a zero sum game is get close to to zero. But uh, generally, your default mode is some some kind of negative. <laughs> yeah. And it's kind of like a lose lose, you know. No matter if, if and if you get close to close to, to winning or close to the zero, then someone else has to lose bigger, you know, because it's it's a it's a right. you know it's always a deficiency based thing because it's based on duality and polarization. That's and, right. And so I looked up uh, online real quick the, the the word detente, which really means it's kind of like a tr- a truce, you know, a ceasefire. But yes, but the war still is going on. It's just that you now have this uneasy piece like a sort of Damocles. Now, on the other hand, here's, here's, here's from Chapter 15, the, the, first, the first paragraph of Chapter 15, uh, the two uses of time. We can use time as a way of getting back to the mind uh, and the decision-making faculty that can choose a forgiving uh, outlook on everything, seeing that nothing really needs threaten our peace. And it begins, can you imagine what it means to have no cares, no worries, no anxieties, but merely to be perfectly calm and quiet all the time? Well, most most of the time, the answer is no. <laughs> we can't imagine it. But we right. want to. We want to. And I think the Course tells us, yeah, you actually can. Um, mm-hmm. And it's, it's not just imagination. That really is, um, you know, that's that's the end goal of the Course. And then the the love and the truth and all the, all those you know pure non dual things that are really beyond the scope of the course really are are worth the threshold of those things you know the, that's why it's not a course in love it's not a course in truth it's not a course in, in in oneness it's a course in looking at the blocks to the awareness of all those things and that puts us at the threshold in our minds for where we can be perfectly calm. Uh, and but we you know it takes a lot of practice and so we need to be really gentle. I, I was listening to one of Jeff Sievers' uh, wonderful classes from the Foundation for a Course in Miracles, the sister organization of yes. Peace. Starting to catch up on about a year's worth of his wonderful weekly talks that are free on that website for, for if you go to the streaming website there. And, right. And he was saying he was saying in a, in a couple of back to back sessions. You know I, I caught it because I was he, he said it <laughs> two weeks in a row. He says you know if we if we had a list stuff figured out if we were peaceful all the time we wouldn't need the course you know if we That's... if we knew how to be peaceful all the time why would we say the course you know it's like yeah. you're done. get out of my classroom jesus would say right that's right yeah not to mention we wouldn't be projecting ourselves into a dream it's so funny oh my right. gosh Run, running away from the mind i know Oh, Bruce, great notes to end it on. That's great. I'm so glad you mentioned the um, organizations that, that we love, the FACIM and the Foundation for Inner Peace. Um, always great resources. We say it almost every time, I think, on the, on the, on the show. Um, and there are so many, too. And, I, you know, I, God, there's so many to mention. I think they come up, the people that are helpful, um, and they do come up on this, this podcast. I just wanted to mention, uh, too, on a personal note, I am resuming uh, taking new clients um, next week. So anybody interested in uh, therapy sessions, uh, course mentoring, whatever people have given what I do, many different names, uh, therapist uh, by trade, broadcast journalist by trade. But um, anyone interested, I am accepting new uh, clients um, starting next week. 
and I do have online classes, um, which people really seem to enjoy. We have a wonderful online community. You can find that if you're interested. Um, monthly classes, uh, patreon.com forward slash Jackie Laura Jones. So I have it in the link to this episode. It's um, P A T R E O N, patreon.com forward slash Jackie Laura Jones, my first, middle, and last name. Um, any last minute announcements you want to make, Bruce? I've got about a minute here. You know, I, that's great to hear about your classes. I, I, I'm sure people have enjoyed those immensely, and because and, I've sure enjoyed your your teachings and writing uh, and and your sister and brother-in-law stuff, of course, for you. Oh for you, yes. Your, 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 oh, and, and, you're, and you're the, right. My the, yeah. Go no, ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I'm so sorry. I wanted to just put in um, uh, my sister's second book, which I've also mentioned, but I'll mention it again. We have an episode with her up on True Forgiveness Teachings, if you guys want to check that out. Her second book, The Business of Forgiveness, is out right now, and it's wonderful. Sorry to interrupt you, Bruce. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, no, that's, that's a great announcement. I, I was just going to mention the two websites that are real easy to remember because one is just acim.org for a Foundation for Inner Peace. And the other one is FACIM for Foundation for A Course in Miracles. So it's FACIM.org and ACIM.org. And then and if you great. are interested in some, 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 some more excellent online classes, uh, I, I've been teaching a few of those as a guest teacher, uh, and we'll be doing that within the next week or so again. Um, it's the School for A Course in Miracles, or SFACIM.org. So you've got SFACIM.org. Yeah. Awesome. FACIM.org and ACIM.org. They're all, they're all kind of similar URLs. And then, then I've got ACIM blog for, for, for a bunch of stuff that I try to try to share with people that hopefully will be useful and, and helpful stuff. So anyway, so thank you again, Absolutely. Jackie. I always enjoy conversations immensely, and uh, it's great to be able to, to share you know, what, what, what we find helpful, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, me too, Bruce. I enjoy it so much. And um, also for, for new and seasoned students, if you uh, want to check out my brother-in-law, Gary Renard's um, books on the course, starting with the disappearance of the universe and ending with his fourth, fourth book, The Lifetimes When Jesus and Buddha Knew Each Other, um, I'll put in a plug for that because they're so incredibly helpful for people. So I think we've given you yep. uh so many resources and there are more and yeah you know all of you i love you i've had so many of the teachers and on my podcast so i love all of you and bruce um it is always just such a joy i'm so glad to kick off this new year with you and our discussions are just great and we want to wish you all a happy 2021 remember what everything is for it's for forgiveness so be well and blessings everyone i love you Thank you.